Hello everyone and welcome back to Nerd Talk. Today we're going to be talking about uh, the Andor season finale, but before we get into that, there's a few things that happened this week. We got some stuff from Tarantino, we got some comments from Chris Hemsworth, uh, yeah, we got a few things. I guess we'll we'll touch on the Chris Hemsworth stuff first. Did you see what he said, Ian? Did you see what? what? Just, I thought. I think I something I saw was saying he would have need Thor be like a completely different tone in order yeah. for him to come back for his own sanity. I think yeah. that's what I read. Yes. So yeah, he said I think it would have to be a drastic different version and tone everything just for my own sanity. Uh, he said something about um because the Furiosa movie's happening right now, which is the Mad Max Fury Road sequ- uh, prequel, and it has um. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is going to be playing her and apparently Chris Hemsworth in the movie, which I did not know, but he said he just worked with uh, George Miller. And he said that, and he said something, uh, this quote I have, it says, that's where I want to spend my work hours with, with someone who is kind and collaborative and interesting, which people took that as him taking shots at uh, Taika Waititi because he's talking about how fun George Miller was to work with to wear Taika Waititi, which is, you know, like Taika Waititi seems interesting but one of the things that was kind of like a little weird about him was that um when they did the notes on a scene did you see that where he starts nope. critiquing the cgi in his own movie yeah they oh, did that you know the notes on a scene series on like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well they're like doing uh, a scene and korg's in it and um it's him and uh oh man what's her name the actress who plays valkyrie in the movie i can't remember her name from westworld That's and stuff not- Tessa yes, Thompson. Tessa Thompson. And he turns to Tessa Thompson. He's like, does that look real? And she just like starts giggling or whatever. And he's like, that doesn't look real. That doesn't look for good. It's like, it's kind of like real, throwing your own VFX artist <laughs> under the bus when they had approximately five minutes to whip this up when Marvel told them to <laughs> for yeah, $2. Like, maybe seriously, don't do that. Time. Yeah, that's kind of... Uh, but he also said something about the pressure of playing Thor. He said, you're waking up worrying, is the film going to work? Have I let people down? Did I do a good enough job? It's a very tricky thing to uh, to care about something so much. Um, let's see. He also, another quote I have is he said, I've had such a unique opportunity with Infinity War and Endgame to do very drastic things with the character. I enjoy that. It keeps me on my toes when it comes to familiar. I think there's a risk in getting lazy. Uh, I agree there. I hope they go <laughs> back more for like what they did in Infinity War. Infinity War is peak Thor. Like yes, the, the Thor is the best he's ever been in Infinity War. Yes, because that's a dude like like that's that's a leader, that's a king right there. Like that's a dude I'd follow. Yes, and, and then everything we've got since then is not. Yeah, the first Thor laid the groundwork perfectly for him. Like it did a great job of like laying the groundwork. Okay, you build from here, but then once we got to like Ragnarok. It's like, okay, he's back to being what he was, like, before, like, Thor 1, like, before the first Thor, where he's, like, an idiot that doesn't know anything. It's like, no, he's, like, he know he's smart. We see that. He's not an idiot. He's not a fish out of water anymore. Like, he knows these things. He's been around humans forever. He's lived with them. Like, uh, it's just undoing character development for comedic sake. Like, they did it at Ragnarok, and they did it a lot in Thor Love and Thunder, and it's like, what are you doing? Like... As much as I wasn't the biggest fan of what they did in Endgame with him, at least it kind of made sense for the story they were going at and how depressed he was right. with everything that happened. And also, they kind of had to get him out of the way because if he was still there, he could have just bitched Thanos. Right. Um, and Love and Thunder, he is such a not great good character. He's just, oh, yeah. He's a, he's a joke. Yeah, he's, he is and a joke. He's not, it's just sad. But I'm happy that Chris Hemsworth sees that. I'm happy he's not blind to it because... Uh, you know, everyone praised Ragnarok and thought it was amazing and loved it. So he was like keen to do another one with Taika Waititi. But now he's also listening to the fans again to where people did not like Thor Love and Thunder, did not have a great reception. So he's like, yeah, maybe we should switch it. So I like that Hemsworth is at least, you know, like he's got his ear to the ground. He knows what the fans want because people like Ragnarok. So he's like, oh, I'll give you more of that. I thought people, people, I thought people, like, I thought people like Love and Thunder too. No, no, it did not oh. get, yeah, it didn't like, 
it didn't get great uh, praise from the fans. People didn't know, were not the biggest fans of it. Um, so yeah, I'm happy with that. I hope we get something good. I don't know who. I have no clue who they bring on. The, the problem is like it's kind of pointless to be like, "Ooh, I'd like to see this guy direct a Marvel movie" because it's gonna be like the same as every other Marvel movie. Because freaking I mean, Kevin I mean, Feige gotta... takes them and fits them into that mold, so it takes everything unique about the director away. Generally, not everyone. But 99% of MCU directors. So, the audience score for Ragnarok with 87% and Love and Thunder 77. That's not that much different. That's Rotten Tomatoes, Ian. Not not every yeah, fan yeah, goes on to Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. What I'm saying is, like, when I look at Twitter when that movie was coming out, there were some people that liked it, but the majority from what I was seeing was a lot of people being like, yeah, this is too much. That's what it I was, was saying. It was, not, it was There was so much dumb stuff in that movie. Yes. I mean, it was... Woof. Yeah, and uh, we did an episode on it. So if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to our episode on uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, you can listen to that, that, that where we just complain more, about that, it. That's <laughs> way more entertaining than the movie. Yes, uh, but yeah, so it's it's nice to see. I I hope they do something more serious. It could be cool. And yeah, I'm just interested to see where it goes because he's the one guy that's still around. You know, Cap's gone, Iron Man's gone, like everyone's gone. He's the one guy that's stuck around. Well, Don't I mean, scare I... him away, creep Chris Hemsworth. Although he's going on an acting break now. Because of his whole um, dementia thing, so we'll see dementia. what happens. But yeah, that happened. He, he did like some type of test and found out he's got like something in his DNA or whatever that makes him uh, more susceptible to like potentially having dementia. So he's taking like a break from acting. But whenever he does come back and does Thor again, I hope the MCU hears what he wants to do. Like Kevin Feige hears what he wants to do. He's earned it to have some creative control there. Let him, you know. Let him do what he wants and like get him a get a good director with him. Get someone paired up that's not Taiko Atiti. So yeah, but I think this is all good news. Him saying all this, I'm glad that he realizes this. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Thor need to go in a different direction. We should have got a different direction after Ragnarok, but instead we got like, it, it's almost like um, uh, uh, Zack Snyder like with Man of Steel, where I, I didn't like either of the movies, but I like Man of Steel. But then they were like, okay, you can do whatever you want with Batman vs Superman. You're like, dude, what did we do? Yeah. We let him. We let him go off the chain, and he literally went off the chain. Yeah. So but... you know, sometimes, sometimes studios do are doing us a favor by reeling in directors. You know, it's not always terrible when a studio tells the director not to do something. Yeah. So, but I mean, that 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 was the thing we talked about in our uh, in our episode about was the weird thing was we thought people would love Love and Thunder because yeah. it was just more of Ragnarok. But yeah. people that loved Ragnarok, I saw complaining about Love and Thunder. I'm like, how did you like this yeah. the first time yeah, around? That, that's a little, <laughs> it's a little hypocritical. To yeah, me, I was but... like, it's just more of the. I don't know how you liked it the first time I did, but yeah, whatever. Uh, but moving on, Tarantino has been going on because he's got like a book out, so he's been doing the rounds. Um, he said that he's going to have an eight episode limited series beginning filming in 2023. We have no clue what the series is about or anything, but he hasn't said what it's going to be on, but from people went back through his previous comments and apparently it's probably going to be HBO because he talked about how he would do an HBO show before. So sounds like Tarantino might have an HBO show in 2023. So that sounds cool. For what? An eight episode limited series. Do we have any idea of any clue what it'd be about? Nope. I just said we'd have no ideas at all. <laughs> We have literally yeah. zero details. Just that it's eight episode limited series, and he's. Did he, did he direct it? Yes, he's gonna write and direct it. That's his plan. Well, I mean, that sounds. I'm sure a lot of people will watch that, and yeah. HBO don't really does a really good job. So. Yeah, he's gonna do that, and then he's got his tenth movie, which he has not had, had anything batten down for that either. He has no ideas for his tenth movie yet either. He talked about that. Uh, he talked about like MCU stuff. I don't really care about that. I know like every time one of these like legendary directors talks about MCU and stuff, like Twitter has a fit. 
Like, you have some people that agree with him, and some people be like, no, he's completely wrong. Um, I don't really care. He's not wrong in terms of the um, the fact that, like, Marvel's not really looking for a creative person. They're looking for something like a cog that fits him in the machine. And also the fact that, like, these ki- the they're not really movie stars. The characters of the movie stars. Like, Chris Evans is Captain America, and, like, no one will care about a Chris Evans-led movie. They want to see him play Captain America. Like, he's not wrong there. What? He talked about talked about how like how there's no like none of these guys are movie stars really. Yeah, they're, they're especially the, the, the character is a star, not them. Yeah, because it's it's especially true because Robert Downey Jr., who's like the biggest dude in the world, and he went and did a couple other movies that no one went and saw. And it's like damn, they just want to see him play Iron Man. But that's just how it is. Also, I think part of that, I don't think it's entirely due to the MCU. I think part of it is have is the internet because you have a more well-informed audience now to where people don't have to be like, oh man, I saw a trailer of this movie, time to find out if it's good. It can be like, oh, I can go to Rotten Tomatoes and see what people think. I can go to my favorite YouTube reviewer and see what that guy thinks. I can go to Twitter and see what they, like, you don't have to just go and experience it for yourself. You can be like, hmm, do I want to spend like $18 to go see this movie? Well, let me go here and see. Oh, it turns out it's okay. It turns out this guy says it's not very good. It turns out, like, you know, people are more informed about it before e- going to see it. To where before, I feel like before, it'd be like, oh, Brad Pitt's in this movie. The internet isn't a thing right now. <laughs> I'm going to go yeah, see this true. movie because Brad Pitt's in it, you know? Like, unless. Like, can, 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 can you say that too, like, with trailers and stuff? Like, if you see an interesting trailer, if you know the actors, you would probably be like, I would like to go see that. You know? Back in the day, yes, but now, no. Now you just look at reviews. Like yeah, plenty of true. people. That's what that's what I'm saying is like, because Marvel is part of it, but I don't think I don't think they're as to bl- as much to blame as other people think. Because a lot of people are like, oh, it's because of superhero movies. Why there's no movie stars and stuff anymore? It's no, it's because people can get information from anywhere, and also because a lot of people don't care about going to the theater, the theater anymore. That's what I was so surprised about when like COVID happened and everything. I was like, man, this sucks. I like going to the theater and experiencing movies. I saw so many people like, oh man, I'm so happy that they're going straight to streamers. I can just watch it at my home and I don't have to go out. It's like. It's kind of sad. <laughs> like I like going out and yeah, I like seeing I think, movies. I think, I think people are going to get back into it. Yeah, there are definitely people, but there are also a good chunk that are like, oh, I'm happy that it's just straight to the streamer and I can watch it on like my 30 I mean, yeah, that's true. I think that's probably more people that can't get out or, you know, but I think I think the theater business is coming back. I hope it is. I don't want to Oh, well, it away. is. We already know that. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is there are a good chunk of people that don't care and are happy when it goes to the streamers and are finally playing that. But yeah, I think that's the main thing. It's just people are more well-informed on movies and so they're just like, eh. Oh, oh yeah, uh, he said that they asked him like uh, on one of the things he was on. I don't remember which one. They asked Tarantino what his favorite movie, uh, what his favorite movie of his was, and he said Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, what what's your favorite Tarantino movie? Uh, I think that's top three. I think my favorite Tarantino movie is Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards is really good. I think that's it. Uh, I mean, uh. What's it called? The famous one. What is it? The, They're uh, all Pulp famous. Fiction. <laughs> Pulp mean? Fiction is big. No, no. I mean, Hateful Eight's not that famous. Yes, it is. Uh, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, The Kill Bills. Um, what else? What other? What movie am I missing? I Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Yeah, I think Glorious Bastards and then uh, Pulp Fiction's up there close, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But I think. What about you? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. I need to rewatch it though. It just had a 4K release and I got it. But Reservoir Dogs was always my favorite. Um, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, man, it, every time I watch it, I like it more. I like it's so good. It is really good. No, I, I, I'm not saying anything bad about that movie by picking Inglorious Bastards. It's just I, 
Inglourious, Inglourious Bastards. Bastards is great. I just it's rewatched so that because that had a. They're they're doing 4K releases up release of his movies, and that had a 4K Killing release. Killing Nazis. Like, like earlier this year, and I rewatched it. It's so good. And then good. freaking what's his name is so good as being the evil guy in that. Like it's just it's just. It's I hope just Django great. gets a 4K release. That'd be oh, awesome. that's one we forgot. Django. I forgot about Django. Django's um, so good. Yeah, I, I think I think it's that, but I, I definitely see an argument for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's just for me, it's Inglorious Bastards. Once Upon a Time, it's so good. I wonder what his next movie will be. I wonder what he'll try to tackle. He said, um, he said, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Django, and Glorious Bastards are his revisionist history trilogy, so he's not going to do another one of those. So, I don't know what his next one's going to be. But, it, probably not a western. Uh, it's probably, I, I don't know what he's going to do. You know, it's going to. Hang on, any which way he wants. It's kind of it's gonna be interesting to see where he decides to go with it. Um, because you really don't, you know, he kind of just whatever idea comes to his head. But I'm sure it'll be good. The only, the only, like the only one I don't really like, uh, it's still decent, is Hateful Eight. I thought that one was kind of. I like Hateful Eight. It's just not really rewatchable. I thought re- it's Hateful not Eight rewatchable was good at all. It's also hell long. It is long, but I thought it was pretty good. It's just it's one of those things where like. It's not really rewatchable, and like the only top event I'd rewatch is if like someone hadn't seen it. I'd be like, oh, let's watch Hateful Eight. But like, I'm never by myself really going to rewatch Hateful Eight. It's good. It's just it's one of those things where it's like you watch it once. It's like, well, I know what happens now, so uh-huh. it's not really a point. Uh, but yeah, that was it for the Tarantino stuff. I don't think there was any other really news to cover. As far well, I looked, as... Ezra Miller hasn't done anything in the last week and a half, so mm. can't talk about him. Unfortunately, I know our, I know our listeners look forward to that segment every week. Uh, I know uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran are coming close to completing a roadmap for the future of DC, and I believe they're supposed to. Um, oh, we haven't watched that. that. We, we haven't watched that yet. The Guardians Christmas special. No, we haven't watched that yet. Uh, but yeah, they're uh, they're supposed to present their roadmap to what's his name, the dude that's like the head of Discovery. I think they're supposed to present that to him soon and they're trying to get like some synergy on stuff and he's constantly talking about what he's going to be doing james gunn so that will be interesting uh what else was there what else was there i was gonna say um oh the superman movie still looking first director so nothing on that yeah it's nothing new uh i think that's it for like the news so i guess we can go into andor uh just quick all i'm gonna say is like the finale is really good the whole season's really good other than a few episodes uh, yeah. Andor is great overall, and you should definitely watch it. It's by far the best show on Disney Plus. There's no yes. other like Disney Plus original show that comes even close. It's way better. What about than... Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, it's or... way it's way what better about... than Mandalorian. It's way better than every single what about... Marvel what show. Ameri- what about what about what about Falcon Winter Soldier? Yeah. It's... What about what about Hawkeye? It's way better than all of those. Like none of them come even close. The show's really good. So watch it because there's nothing so that's the non-spoiler part because there's not much else i can really say so now we're going to get into spoilers for andor the season finale so episode 12 of andor uh so yeah let's uh let's talk about that let's see so this episode has the like the funeral ceremony for his mom because his mom died it's and- kind of weird that she died off screen like I, that's my only kind of issue is like because like when it when it happened, Dylan and I were like, "Is she dead? Is this like being faked out?" Like kind of. Like, I I just wish there had been like. When she I didn't have died, a problem with it because she she died of just being old, so it's like yeah, just, I know. And Andor's not there to experience that, so you just want to see his friends like find her dead body or something. I don't know. It's just a little, just a little. Oh, anywho, go ahead. I was fine with it. Uh, but yeah, I w- I was just confused for a few minutes, and I was like, I just I just like to know. So Andor, what? Well, you do know. You know. Are you confused? Are you still confused? Do you think she died or not, Ian? No, I know she died. I'm talking about when it was happening. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "What?" 
Because you don't see her body. They're just talking about it. I thought, like, maybe it was a ploy to get her off planet because, like, something was happening. That's what I thought, maybe. Maybe that was so, part of it. They wanted you to think that. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, so it's Andor trying to go back to his home planet for his mom's funeral ceremony because it's a whole thing where, like, if you're one of, like, the pillars of the community, you get, like, your ashes get put into a brick and you get put there. And I thought it was actually pretty cool. Like, you even see yeah. when he goes there, like, he t- goes to his father's brick. Now, like, I, thought, that, I, I thought that was, was cool. That- was that was that every person that died in Ferrix? No, it just no, like the no. Leaders? It's just it's just if you're like a pillar of the community, you're like a okay. daughter of Ferrix. Well, that'd be you'd be like yeah. that'd be yeah, that was that, that'd be yeah, that'd be like such a procession every time. Yeah, because the freaking one dude didn't get it. The Scottish guy from the beginning, remember, he didn't okay, get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just like if you're like a pillar of that community. I think if you're like okay, a potter, it's like, dude, of that the, would be like that's the longest ass ceremony. If you're part I of mean, the daughter cool. of Ferrix, yeah. Um, but yeah, you have uh two little like sort of uh. I don't know, you have two characters that uh, play a bigger part in this, which is, like, some dude that's, like, an informant for the Empire that gets his which, comeuppance. What? Which, like, I mean, he's a spy, and he kind of, like, sucks at blending in. He's, like, what do you... No, not that guy. Oh, wait, who's that? That guy's not a... Not you that said, guy. I said an informant. The guy that... Oh, yes. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you, okay, I thought you were talking about the spy. Oh, my bad. No. Yeah, okay. yeah, the informant. He gets his comeuppance, and then you also have the son of the guy that was killed previously. That uh, is making pipe bombs. Oh yeah, I thought he was suiciding bomb at first. Yeah, that's yeah. what it looks like. Uh, he, uh, he's just like an emotional. I mean, understandably, he's an emotional wreck the whole episode because his dad was killed. Yeah, but... the kid did a good job of like just his face was like, he's uh, like, <laughs> he's going to do something. Your <laughs> hatred, yeah. hatred, and terror. Yeah, is what his face looked like. Yeah. Uh, uh you yeah. have the whole uh, freaking Mon Mothma just. Uh, giving false info to the Imperial spy about her husband being being a gambling degenerate. He's like, I haven't done anything in a while. (laughs) And she's doing that to try and get the Empire off her back for where her money's gone. Yes. So they don't don't know that. 200 IQ play on her part. Yeah, I mean, it is if you absolutely hate your husband. I mean, we... we She doesn't like it. But no, that doesn't do anything for the Empire. That doesn't mean the Empire's going to go after him. That we does... don't know. Oh, yeah, that's no, true. But... No, that's literally just being like, oh, he's a degenerate, and that's why all the funds are doing this thing. That, that was all that was. Yeah. All she, The only asshole move that is is making him feel bad. But yeah. we've already established, they've already established that he she does not like him. Like, they they had an arranged marriage when they were, like, 14, and that's and, it. And, but yeah, but again, that's part of the planet's custom, so it's not like their parents were being dicks or anything. Like, oh, that's yeah. just that whatever whatever their species is called or what camera what they're called but yeah caladins caladins or something yeah um the the only low point of this episode which is the low point of the entire season is her cousin i hate her i do not care about this yeah character i don't care about all. her cousin Mama's like cousin. she doesn't take away from the show too well actually no there's two low points i'll say for the whole season which is her and then the imperial simp guy those are the only yeah, like every the time imperial... they every time they cut to either of them i'd be like i do not care i just don't I do not care what's going on with these two characters. I don't find them interesting. I don't find the uh, rebellion girl likable. And the other guy, yeah, he, you, like you, he's annoying, like he's supposed to be. But I still don't care. Like yeah, I don't. Oh, he's talking to his mom about a job interview. I and, don't and, care. <laughs> and he's just like following everywhere it's going. Yeah, his. I was wait, kept waiting for something to happen with his storyline, and nothing happened to like where I thought it was satisfying with all the time we spent with him but like you said it doesn't take away from the show that much and yeah the same thing it's with just the, a little the cousin gripe, yeah. the cousin's just kind of annoying and it's just like i don't really care about this character let me see what andor's up to yeah so or what bix is up to yeah because we all know bix my girl but um 
Yeah, those two Bix characters. Had I, uh, the hell beat out of Earth this season. Yeah, Bix got it wrong. Poor Bix. But I really couldn't stand the the Imperial Simp guy. I was like, this this is, it like it's just nothing's moving with this. And so, um, I mean, you see at the end it's resolved because he saves the super evil Empire chick. Um, it just was like I was like, that's that's what we went through all those scenes of him eating cereal and blue milk was for this. Yeah, okay. literally, it was like we wasted all this time that we could have been spending with like Andor or anyone else. Like, <sighs> but I thought it was I thought his story was really going to culminate in something, and it just culminated in him saving evil chick. Yeah, and not, and he didn't he didn't have a conversation with Andor. He didn't get to like arrest him or something, which is what he wanted to go for. So it was like, what did we? What? And so I was just yeah, I was not impressed with his yeah. storyline. But the majority of this episode spent there. Doing the funeral sequence, I thought the funeral sequence was handled really well. Which, I really liked the music that they were playing. Yeah, I thought the music it was, like, was really, really good. good, and like the, the ambience really of it, the buildup was great because you're like waiting, you're waiting, you're like, okay, all hell's gonna break loose sometime soon, and you're waiting. And I liked her uh, her speech that she gave. I thought that was good. You how you saw it affected everyone, even some imperial guys were like, oh damn, are we yeah. the bad guys? <laughs> like I, I liked her speech. I thought that moment was handled really well. Um, the hologram have, speech? The yes. hologram speech, right? Yeah. yeah. I like that. You have uh, Andor observing it all. You have them, they're like... Because, you know, because, the, because the Empire let them have this funeral because they wanted to bring to it draw Andor to come to trap yeah. him. Yeah, they, they let them have this. Yeah. And I... I um, yeah, so this whole thing's going down, and then all hell breaks loose, finally. And just rioting starts happening. They're just... We, everyone... also, we, also, we also learned that that, 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 that that group of 50 soldiers got killed by the Empire that... Uh, um, Oh, what's his name? The Scarsguard had been, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one Luthen was like, "Yeah, we're gonna do it." So we, the Empire's happy about that, and so we see that they did sacrifice those guys. Yeah, um, which is good. They needed to. We needed to have sacrifice in this. <laughs> yeah, and something that I thought was interesting. Um, back to earlier when we were talking about the um informant for the Empire. Like he's all Gucci. Like he's not in the middle of the fight and everything. He's like inside with the Empire, and he sees her speech, and you think, "I'm like, oh, is this guy gonna like?" be redeemed and feel bad and, like, actually start doing something to help the rebellion. And it looks like he is feeling bad for what he does in regards to the decision. Then just explosion and he dies. Yeah, the, the, the pipe bomb. The guy throws a pipe bomb behind the Imperial line into, like, a bin of grenades, which is yeah. just the luckiest throw of all time. Captain. Oh, oh, yeah, he totally knew where it was. All of their grenades go off, which caused just, like, massive explosions. Yeah. Like, massive, massive explosions. Yeah. Um. I, the I, one I, thing I didn't get was while this is going down because the one guy goes and he covers up the speech. He's like, "Enough of this," which is what I was waiting for an imperial to do because they're basically she's she's giving a speech against tyranny and against uh, the empire. And I was yeah. like, "When is one of these imperial soldiers going to stop it?" Then the guy goes up in the bell tower, and starts hitting the gong. Yeah. And instead of just shooting him, they're like, "Go up and stop him." It's like you can shoot him. I don't understand why that not one person took a shot. Like that part I didn't get. Like it's clear as day where he's at. You can take a shot at him. Instead, that stormtrooper runs up the stairs to get Sparta kicked off. It wasn't clear as day when that was going on either. There was explosions and smoke everywhere when they sent someone up. But anywho, while this is going on, they completely left Bix alone. And so... Uh, well, no, they had some her. people there, and he takes them out and just goes. Uh, but also, a sequence I like during all this is you have the the evil Imperial lady is in the middle of the scuffle, oh, and yeah, she, she is gets... just out of her... Like, she's not in her element. She's like... She, yeah. she was a great character this season. Like, she, yeah, she, she did is... great. The, act, the actress, or actor, I don't know what you're supposed to call him, did amazing. Actress, she did good. you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but she's... Uh, yeah, she does a great job, like... 
because she's this really good evil imperial like behind a desk type person like she can get people in order she can figure things out but when it comes to in the field and actually dealing with things she, that's not her element and she just gets overwhelmed like, she, like all... she's the type of, she's like the type of person that has like all like the academia and she goes into the field and it's not what the textbook says like she wasn't ready for a riot to break out she's literally getting torn the apart by yes. the, the normal people and she does a great job the actress does a great job of looking like absolutely terrified because she looks like yeah what the hell is going on and it's so great because it's like yeah they don't they didn't know what to do when people actually were like we're not going to bend the knee to what you're telling us to do yeah we are going to stand up and, and we're fighting even if that means we're going to die but that was one of my favorite parts because the, they have riot shields and when they when they, when they first start throwing like they first start trying to attack the, the imperials are not doing it and the one imperial guy finally just says fire on them like that's what i want the empire to do they don't care about killing you like i want to show you how evil the empire is i was like i was happy that the, that the empire was like yeah just kill them all you know yeah, yeah. Like, and I was um, like, yeah yeah don't, don't play nice like that show us why the empire's hated that's why i was happy they did that that guy was like just open fire yeah so, so she gets messed up and then she gets saved by the imperial simp i um i really liked her character but i thought this would have been fending, fitting in for her to be trampled by just normal people that she'd been oppressing i thought that would have been yeah. a good ending but instead they save her and i was like ah i mean i'm excited he to see gets, her next he, season he but, gets uh, her there like he gets her out of the middle of this of this riot Yes. Um, and pulls her out just fine. He doesn't get hit, and it's just like, and she's all messed up, but he is still just like in his simping stage for the Empire. He's just a, I just don't care for his character. I don't either. I don't find him interesting at all. Uh, yeah. So then, um, at like, Andor gets all his buddies. He saves them. He gets all, other than like a couple. A couple do die. Like a couple yeah. get smoked almost instantly at the beginning of the. But he saves Bix, and then um. He saves Bix, his big friend. They yeah. They drive my favorite. That might be my favorite droid in all of Star Wars. I love that droid. I don't know what his name is. I don't remember what his name is, but he's so like he's so nice. I, yeah. I love that droid. They drag him to like the junkyard where their ship is, and yeah. then he's like, "All right, I'll meet up with you guys later. You guys go." And then Bix is like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, Bix is in there. A, 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 a woman, a black woman we've never seen before, but now she's part of the crew. Yeah, uh, I was like, "Who is that?" Uh, and then like his Irish friend, who's who's like his like one of his friends that had, like was friends with the mom, and then the, the droid are like his crew that get off. They're like, come with us. He's like, no, I, I have to go do Scottish, something. Scottish, not Irish. Oh, Scottish, whatever, yeah. Um, and then what we, did, what we didn't talk about was uh, Luthan had come there with the cousin and the cousin's ex-girlfriend to kill Andor because Andor knows who Luthan is. Well, the, the cousin's girlfriend had been there the whole time. Yeah, she was, she was scoping it out. Yeah. But yeah, they came there to kill Andor. Andor saw him because Alexander Skarsgård's like a foot taller than everyone else there and wearing an all-black hood. So he sticks out like a sore thumb. So he spotted him earlier. So yeah, he puts all his friends on the ship and then he goes and confronts Skarsgård and he's like, hey, just kill me, dude. You're here to kill me? Then just kill me. And then Skarsgård's like, nah. And then the episode ends. He he tells him, kill me or take me in. Like, that's it. Because he's like, I have to... And like Dylan made a point, I don't think he made it here, but he made it. He, we talked about before talking about that this whole thing that they're trying to fight Cassian and Cassian fighting back these people standing up. He's like he realized that Cassian is valuable. And he wasn't just a. He realized that Cassian had been changed by the rebellion. That he was like, this is what my life now. I don't want to. I'm not just gonna go play like. Once what well, Cassian has been through this season, he can't just go back to being like a a crook. He can't go back to being like an yeah. original well, Han Solo. Yeah, because when he dealt with him in the like episode two or whatever, he was literally just all about money, money, yeah, money, 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 money. All yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. Now and he's now, been but, through so much that he's which like, the show did a great job cause. of yes. showing us what he was been through and not just telling. And us. Cassian had a great arc. Yes. Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, uh, then the episode ends, and then we get the uh, after-credit scene of the Death Star being built with the stuff that they had built in the prison, which was, like, pretty cool to see. It was like, oh, man. Cassian literally died by his own hands. Yeah, Cassian <laughs> helped create the Death Star and then died to the Death Star. It's like, oof, that sucks. But also, that was cool, like, how they did that. Uh, I like that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, anything else you want to say specifically about this episode? Uh, no, this episode was just really, really uh Great ending, like I said, there was like you said, there was two kind of lower points of the episode, but uh, I don't think it was as good as the prison. I think the prison break episode was was the yes, best episode ten episode is the best the episode of the season. I agree. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a definitely like a nine out of a ten of high quality, but it doesn't quite reach the level of that series. But it's still the setup is great, the execution of the riot and everything that happens in that is great, and then the ending is great. So I, I don't have any problems with the episode besides those two little nitpicks. But the the, the series is amazing. Uh, the, the season finale it was a proper season finale. It wasn't like the Obi Wan season finale where half it was awesome, the other half sucked. This was the whole episode pretty much was awesome. So. Yes, yeah, like this whole episode was great. The overall season was great. Uh, yeah, it I, took a couple. It took it took a couple episodes to find its footing, but after that, it got really good. Yeah, I also like how like the structure of the season was good, where it was like they did like three episode arcs that were still like yeah. kind of connected, that were still connected to each other and like built up. It wasn't like Mandalorian, where it's like here's an eight episode season and here's uh-huh. four filler episodes that have nothing yeah. to do with the rest the of the two, season. The first two episodes have something to do with the overall story, and the last two do. But in the middle, it's a little it's a little uh, video game side quest. Yeah, it doesn't matter at it all. It was like, why are you? What's going on here? The the structure of the Mandalorian seasons are like so dumb like i i like mandalorian overall i think it's good but like i like the good episodes of mandalorian yeah but i'm so i'm saying overall i like mandalorian but there are so many things where it's like what and yeah the the structure of the season is really stupid to where this it was structured really well it was like here's a three episode arc so you have two episodes of build up then the third episode is the payoff what happens and it's all connected as well like it all leads into the next arc and it didn't feel wasted and um like when compared, because the Mandalorian's the uh, like the next best Star Wars show, I'd say, uh, which isn't saying much, but yeah, overall, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Overall. this show, when it's bad, this show is more just uh, it's boring. And, when Mandalorian's and, bad, it's hard to watch. Yeah, and another thing about this show that's good is. This show is a Star Wars show, but it'd be good if it wasn't a Star Wars show. Yes, like it, it, it's it's a good show first and foremost. It's not like. It's not like just because it's Star Wars. Like Obi Wan is good because of Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. It's yeah. not good because of the the material and the writing is good. It's good because of the characters and the the universe we love. This show can stand on its own. This could be like is. yeah, this could be like World War Two Nazi Germany yeah. type it's, show it, and like it, 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 it would is, still it be is great. A, yeah, it is written for the good show and it's put into the Star Wars universe and and then it's like it's cool because you're like this is what you want to see and what and the only critique I have really is I still want to see the Empire be a little be more impressive, be more in people's faces, be more terrible. But I got more of that in this series, more of them winning some stuff, so I'm happy about that. I, I still just want to see more of it. I want to see... So I want to see more of them winning, yes, but I don't yes. think there's... I think they did a great job of showing how impressive they are. I don't think there's, they like, do, we yeah, need more okay, of that. So yeah, maybe, I, I just think just more of, like, yeah, them actually winning, yeah. Because um, they did a great job of showing, like, how, how horrible and impressive like the they, Empire Like, they told is. us, and I, I'm happy they, that those 50 guys died, that the Empire won, but if we could see stuff like that where the Rebels are like, this is really big for us, and they lose it. Yeah. You, the Rebels can't win every, like, you can't win every Death Star trench run. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these ones are like, we got to do this. We have to win. You can't win every one of those. And yeah. so that's why I, I kind of, I, I want to see the, the, the Empire winning more. Because, like, when it comes to the, A New Hope, that's it. That's their last chance. They, they talk about it. Like, this is it. If we can't do this, we're done. Yeah. So, uh, because God knows, you watch Rebels, it never happens in Rebels. Yeah. 
but it was just it was such a good season overall. Um, there were just a few episodes that were kind of boring, but for the most part, it was really good. And this would this series. Imagine next year if they didn't ruin him in Rebels. You could have put Thawne in this series, being a person Thrawn, that's like yeah. being Thawne, Thrawn. Yeah, how awesome would that have been? Because he could win. You can let him win battles here. Yeah. And instead, they use him for a kid show and take an awesome Star Wars character, and make him pathetic. Yeah. Oh, uh, Filoni, you suck! I'm interested to where see where the next season goes. I believe they've already said they're working on season two, I think. Um, I think they said that, but there's not official order of it. I yeah, but I think Disney will... No matter, I don't know what the ratings were like for the show. I have no clue. But no matter what the ratings were, I think Disney will renew it because this has by far been the most positive word of mouth they had from both fans and critics. Like... All the other shows are kind of other than like Mandalorian had pretty good reception, yeah, but a lot of the, really a lot of their other shows like Star Wars and Marvel has been like mixed to where here like they had a lot of critical acclaim too. I think this has more critical acclaim than any of the other shows. Like a lot of people really like this show, so I think Disney will be like, yeah, even if it's a bit of a loss, like in terms of not as many people watched it, we'll take it because we need more. We need something on here that can contend with other shows because right now. If you're Disney Plus and you're like, you know, what's our House of Dragons or something, it's like, you don't have it until now with Andor. Like, Andor's it. Andor's a show where it's like, if you're if someone's getting Disney Plus, it's like, what should I get Disney Plus for? It's like... And another good thing about these episodes is they're longer than 25 minutes. Yes. That's like, another thing with the structure of the season is like, it's like, yeah. each episode was consistently like around 40 minutes, I think. I would still like the episodes to be closer to an hour, like House of Dragons. I think that really helps, you know, able to tell a, a cohesive story and get people in the throw all because 25 episodes a pop is terrible. It just, especially when you have to wait a week by week basis, it just doesn't give you enough. Um... Uh, what are you talking so about? Twenty five hum- episodes for this is twelve. No, twenty five minute episodes. Oh, you said twenty five episodes. Uh, well, I meant twenty five minute episodes. Um, so yeah, the, the forty like they were. I think that, yeah, all all went around forty five minutes were very helpful. So yeah. I um, thought the the pacing and everything was handled really well. Yes, and all the acting is pretty much spot on. Oh, freaking um, Diego Luna is so good. He does such. A, he was so good as Andor. Like yes, I, I, man, Andor's like one of my favorite Star Wars. Characters. Like I loved him in Rogue One, but now this show makes me love him even more. Like he's, he's the best Disney Star Wars character. I can't think of anyone uh, that was created during the Disney Star Wars time that I like better than Cassian. Can you think of anyone? Then the Disney era. Yeah. I mean, people would say Grogu. I think I, I like Cassian more. Grogu's um, like. Uh. uh... Can I say new Luke Skywalker after Disney killed Luke Skywalker and then brought him back in Mandalorian to the original Luke Skywalker? That's not someone that's created. The only other character I can uh, think of that I like even remotely close to is wasn't really done by Disney, but was done in the Disney source area, and that's Cal Kestis from Fallen Order. <laughs> but I still like Cassian better. Probably Cassian. Yeah, probably, Cassian's probably the best Star Wars favorite Star Wars character Disney's created. Yeah, he's the best one under the Disney Star Wars era. Like, And I don't think it's particularly close. It's like him and Cal Kestis. Especially if you're doing just, like, movie so characters. So what, what would you cool. want to see from a season two? Uh, I'm not sure, because we're getting real close to Rogue One era, so I'm not yeah, that's sure what they're going to do. Yeah, because they just, they're basically completing the Death Star. So it's got to be, like, the but, next season, I can only see one more season where it'd have to be him literally running up to the Death Star. Right? Uh, yeah. I don't like, know. It'll be interesting. Uh, obviously, next season will be much more Rebellion-focused, because this one was and was Cassian figuring himself out. Like, yeah. this one was a much more kind of, like, selfish season for Cassian, where he was, like, doing a lot of stuff for himself. Next season will be him more, like, actually actively yeah, fighting like, the like, Empire. Because they showed us the Death Star, it's pretty much done. So you can't... Yeah. You can't stretch that out to another season, right? Because I feel like there's... 
like you're like you said you're running right up next to Rogue One now. Yeah. So. So. I don't um, know what's gonna happen, but I'm excited. I hope it's. Go- I hope the next season's good. I hope this wasn't a fluke. I hope it wasn't just like, oh wow, we somehow made a great show one season. The next season is just horrible. Uh, but yeah, we're I just good. think the next time you probably watch Andor, you're gonna have to watch it with ads because Disney Plus is bringing ads. Yeah, well, yeah, this show we're not gonna get the next season for like three years. So like every every show yeah. nowadays. But also, I, w- I don't want them to rush it because the nice thing about this show compared to Kenobi was the fact that this show felt like it had like care and took time. Like this show looked beautiful, like it looked really good. There's some amazing shots in it. What happens? F- what happens if in season two we meet Reva, who's helping the rebellion? I don't oh. think so because the the thing that was also really nice about the show is the fact that Tony Gilroy is not a fan of Star Wars, and so he didn't put any cameos or anything like that in this show because he just he doesn't care. <laughs> which is like you know you'd want you think you'd want a Star Wars fan of Star Wars but all these because so, you know apparently Ryan Johnson's favorite character is Luke Skywalker <laughs> so you see what happens lie. when you get a he's fan a of Star of, Wars to do Star Wars so it's better to have uh, Tony Gilroy someone who doesn't care about Star Wars do it because then he doesn't shoehorn in a bunch of cameos and crap you know he just makes a good uh, show so yeah I don't think he'll throw in anything like that uh, but yeah, I'm interested to see where the next season goes. This season was really, really, really good. And uh, yeah, I don't know if there's much else to say about it. What would you give the season overall as a whole out of 10? Probably like a 9. I really liked it. Like, it was really I'd probably good. probably give it a 9. Yeah. Like I said, it, ta- it takes probably like five, four or five episodes to get going, but then once it gets there, it's pretty good. Yeah, because um, like, the first the two weakest, episodes I, are... I said I I the weakest arc is the heist arc. Yes, because the third episode of the High Stark is great, but the first two episodes, the problem is I liked what they were, I got what they were going with with the first two episodes of the High Stark, but the problem was those characters were not interesting at all, I didn't care. That's the problem, which it was the opposite with the prison, because they both had the same structure where it's like, here's a couple episodes to get to know these characters, and here's the third episode where stuff goes down and some of these guys are going to die. And so in the prison episode, I was so invested, and I was like, no, not this guy, don't let him die, no! Like, to where when the heist is going on, I was like, oh, that guy died, I don't care. Oh, yep. this guy did this thing. Don't care. I wish the cousin would die. Damn it, she's still alive. Like, the high start problems, I didn't care about anyone else. They were boring. To where the prison arc, I was so invested in all those guys. I was like, get them out of there. No, like, so yeah. Like, I, I don't have a problem with what they were doing with those first two episodes. It's just the execution of it was not handled the best. Um, but yeah. yeah, I agree. Those those two, those first two episodes of high start was definitely probably the lowest point of the show. But the rest of it's pretty good. And yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth watching. If for some reason you listen to all this and you haven't watched it, watch and don't watch it. Yeah, it's worth getting a month of Disney Plus for and watching it. It's uh, there's as many lightsaber battles in the entire show as there are in the Last Jedi. Fun fact. I mean, there's <laughs> technically like two lightsaber battles in the Last Jedi. No, there's not. There's no lightsaber battles in the Last Jedi. Yes, there are. The throne room in the end with Luke and Kylo. Nope, that's not two lightsabers fighting each other ever. Yes, it is. No, there's not. Those are, Luke those one are two a, lightsabers a, on screen. The Luke both of those. one is a force projection. That's not a lightsaber. That's a lightsaber fight. So if you push someone with the force, does that not count during a fight because you use the force? No, I said a lightsaber fight. Those lightsabers are not no, fighting. No, that counts as a lightsaber fight. It's nope. stupid, but it counts. No, it does not. Yes, nope. it does. The, 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 I want people to comment. You tell me uh, who's right here, me or Dylan. A, it is a lightsaber fight. It's not a lightsaber fight. That technically, is not. it is. Neither of them are like, no. Two lightsabers, lightsabers on screen lightsaber. going against each other. That is they, a lightsaber fight. No. The Luke one's definitely not. The other one, they're working together, not fighting each other. But they're going against dudes with many lightsabers. No, those aren't lightsabers. Those yes, are they have many lightsabers. No, what do you think lightsabers. a lightsaber is, Ian? It's energy. They're not, they're not lightsabers. They're many lightsabers. That's what, they, nope. that's what they have. Yep. So, 
Also, he uses his lightsaber to freaking kill what's his name? Uh, Snoke, but it's not like lightsaber. Did you have the many lightsabers? And then also they fight over. They literally fight over a lightsaber at the end. That is literally. That's them fighting over a lightsaber. That is literally a lightsaber fight. That is literally a lightsaber fight. That's not lightsaber v lightsaber. That's a force. That's literally a lightsaber fight because they're fighting over a lightsaber. I want to hear what Solo and Danny had to say about this. Good luck with that. But yeah, that's technically lightsaber fights. Nope. They're horrible, but it's technically lightsaber fight. Uh, nope. But yeah, I don't think there's much else to talk about. Oh, okay. How would you rank the uh, Disney Plus Star Wars shows? Uh, Andor. Uh... All right, I'll rank them while you. Think. I guess Andor. I guess Andor, Kenobi, Mandalorian, and then we're not talking about the last one. I know I won't even rank Boba Fett. It's so bad. <laughs> Boba Fett's horrible. I'd go Andor. I think I like Mando season two better than Kenobi, but I like Kenobi better than Mando season one. I'm, I'm ranking them together, so. But that's, yeah, if you're going together, I don't know. I don't know which one I like better. Because you got to take all of the But, man, thoughts. that ending of Kenobi so good. Besides the Reva stuff, yeah. Yeah, like that final episode's so freaking good. I, I When I think of, like, like you said, it's easier for me to push aside the Reva stuff and just remember the Obi-Wan Vader stuff. It's hard for me to forget the bad Mandalorian stuff. It's really hard for me to push because it's whole episode. Like at least in Obi Wan, a lot of the times half the episode was good. And Mandalorian, you just get some awful episodes. Also, and then, Bo- and then Boba Fett. Any episode that's not a Mandalorian episode is awful. Oh yeah, the so, man, both has so bad. Two of the two of the absolute best Mandalorian episodes are in the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Makes zero <laughs> I sense. Know. Zero sense. <laughs> We're gonna be getting man. When do we get Mando season three? Is that like? I think I think it's the like March of next year. Let's see. Mandalorian season three release date February of next year. February. There you go. Probably after the Super Bowl. Dang. So we'll see how that is. I hope it's good. Um, man, I don't know who like the direct, like the director of photography or whatever like in Andor is, but man, he made this show look so much better than like Mandalorian. Well, you can also Obi- tell you that's another thing. You could tell they shot location a lot more here than they did like. Yes, but also the stuff that I agree they you could definitely tell they used locations for a good amount of stuff, but also the stuff that they used the um. The freaking what's it called? Uh, man, that Unreal Engine thing they used. It looked much. They had uh, a the better volume, grasp on the volume, it. Yeah, the volume. The vo- yeah. yeah, the volume. Which maybe the, that was just because experience, because I've used it so much now. But I it think, like they did a really good job. I think that probably is some of it, but I also like they. You could tell they used a lot of location and sets in this more than they do with the volume. They've just gotten like the volume is just so easy to like. Yeah. You know, and that's just like it, you like you could see it a lot in Obi-Wan which is one of my big critiques of that show was yeah but also part of that was because they did not have much time to film and do everything because it, everything got scrapped because of Kathleen Candy and they had to restart so idiot. that got that's so rushed where oh isn't there, isn't there a rumor she's out next summer yes there's a rumor that she's out we'll see there's always a rumor like every day there's a rumor that Kathleen Candy's <laughs> leaving at this point last time there was yeah, a rumor that la- money. last time there was a big rumor that she was leaving she got like a five year contract extension so We'll see about this we'll see, time. We'll see, what, we'll see what Bob Iger, Bob Iger has to say. Oh, yeah, because he's back, which is hilarious. He's back. He left, and he's back. Uh, but, yeah, the, like, freaking Andor. Also, another thing is Andor had so much time because this Andor was announced when, like, Disney Plus was announced. Yes. When, yes. And so it, like it didn't come out until right? just four now. Ago, yeah. Four years ago. Yeah. So it had a lot of time. Like, we've had two seasons of Mandalorian in the span of that time. So I was like, is this show ever happening? Also, it was a great length, 12, 12 episodes with, yeah. like, four, about 45-minute uh for each episode, you're looking at you're looking at over eight hours of content, pretty much. 
which yeah. is really good for a show. Like, you know, House of Dragon, you got 10 hours. You know, like, when you get Obi-Wan, what did Obi-Wan ended up being? Like, five Six hours? episodes. Five hours, maybe? And two and a half of those hours were spent with dumbass Reva, not Obi-Wan? Yeah. Like, not enough. Yeah, this was, like, a good, great season. Like, like it, yeah, it was great. Like, there was not much to really, like, shave down on. I thought it did a good job. It wasn't like Mando where it's too short to where it's, like, here's an eight-episode season where only three episodes get, count towards the where, plot. Where he, where, he goes and fights, <laughs> where he goes and fights space space fighters for no reason. Yeah. It's like, here's some tadpoles and stuff. Oh. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, next week, I guess we'll be talking about, um, well, actually, well, next week we won't be here. So, I don't know. We might not have an episode out next week. So, I guess two weeks. For, unless we, we record about, it we unless we record about, it on like Thursday or Friday or something. We can talk about Glass Onion. I don't really care to talk about that. Uh, not good. No, don't go see it. We could talk about... Uh, no, a lot of people liked it. So, if you're interested in it, I'd say go see it. I didn't like it, but a lot of people really did like it. Comes so. out on Netflix. If you have a Netflix, just wait for it to come out in a month. I think... Um, I think like... Because of the reception of most people that saw it, I think you should go see it if you were interested. I did not like it, but I think we're in the minority there. So if you were interested, I'd say go see it. Form your own opinion. Uh, but what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, we could do like one on the Guardians uh, Christmas special. But other than that, there's nothing. Uh, what we need to do soon is though we gotta rewatch the Batman, do an episode on that because okay. we never did an episode on the Batman when that came the out. Batman. So we got we'll do that soon and yeah, other than that we don't have much else to because there's no show currently watching. There's like no big movies coming out that we're going to cuz we're not watching Avatar. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> Avatar's 3 hours long and it looks like it's With just the same re- exact plot again. Yeah, a repeat of the first movie. Yeah, I don't want to Nope, not going to go see that. So <laughs> Yeah, I think that's all there is. Anything you want to say before we end it? All right. That's okay. Again, <laughs> let, let, guys, let us know if, if those are lightsaber fights or not. That's all I want to know. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you later. All right. Peace.